0: Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the pod the pod, the podcast. Not the podcast. Uh, it's so good to be connecting with you guys. And um, today we're gonna just talk about something that we love here at Lifehouse. We're known for just raising up great leaders. Uh, it's just we have so many incredible leaders, great preachers. And have you ever wondered how we do it, and what is the process, what do we look for, where do we find all these great leaders, Um, and so that's what we're going to be chatting about today. So good to have you, Pastor Rod, and looking forward to a great conversation.
1: Wow, what a great conversation, raising up leaders, raising up communicators, I'm sure a lot of people will be interested in our story, and it it is our story, so I have to say it's not the only way, but here we go. Yeah, we go, awesome. So,
0: why is it so important to raise up the next generation of preachers?
1: A quote I used last week, I'll say it again, that John Maxwell says there's no success without a successor. He also says you've got to start with the end in mind. And I've been a pastor here for 20 years. Our whole goal has to been to build a foundation for the next generation because one day, one day, everybody is going to be leaving the earth. You know, one day... Everyone listening is going to be leaving behind something unless Jesus comes first. And I think that for us to raise up leaders was and is an absolute necessity. And I think even in countries where there are a lot of great um, believers in Christ, there's always going to be the question, how do we raise up more leaders uh, for the fruit that God is giving us? So this is an eternal question for us all. How do we raise up leaders? And it might be a little bit cultural. We might enter into some questions about culture um language but i think there are some biblical values that are the same right throughout the world we can discuss mm, awesome looking forward to that so
0: maybe you can just give us a broad uh, picture and a, maybe a bit of a story of how how have you raised up new preachers and, and new leaders
1: oh wow i, I just think um I, as a young believer, I got saved at 19. I was really attracted to looking at preachers and teachers. Um, that was not my background. I was a fireman. I was not into communications. But as a new believer, I was filled with the Spirit. I was just uh, admiring people that could just share something and make people feel and laugh and and receive God's Word. And I just think it was something in me that, wow, God, I, I would love to do that. Uh, could I do that? And at first I didn't think I could do that and then uh, running us you in know, small groups and watching people respond I just realized how much I love this and then as the small group grew I realized I needed to develop another leader because the group needed to grow and divide into two groups. So yeah. even early on I just saw the incredible need for more leaders and as a developing communicator because I was now as a young Christian um I just watched and learned and listened and I would just say to anyone, you know, you've got to look and, and observe and note something that's good in any area, uh, a sphere. So I, I just saw the need and, you know, I read in the Bible, go into all the world and make disciples Yeah, and I realized that to do that, we've actually got to communicate in a way that people can receive it. Um, so that that's a long journey there, but just looking Seeing, learning, talking to people um, and necessity actually having to train other leaders yeah it's it's a long journey, forty years now, um I'm yeah. still doing it, and I'm still learning, sure, it's so good and i
0: I think it like what i what i yeah often we talk about yeah at lifehouse is that the the harvest is plentiful, there's that scripture that Jesus says that mm. the harvest is plentiful, there's a lot of people. yeah over 40 million people here in tokyo there's a lot of people in in your different cities wherever people are listening there's a lot of people to reach for jesus and the problem isn't the the harvest um but it is workers jesus says, pray for workers focus at raising up workers and and i think i love i've 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 been inspired by your attitude and pastor viv's attitude that it's not like because i think some people say oh japan japan is hard japanese people are hard but your attitude has been like, Japanese people are amazing. There's a massive harvest mm. and we just need to train leaders because if we're going to reach more Japanese, we're going to have to train up leaders. And I think that's just been so great to see uh, here in Japan. So, mm. yeah, I want to just dive, up, dive into more. Where do you, how do you identify a preacher or a new leader? Where do you find all these amazing leaders? <laughs> I
1: think as a leader, you've always got to have an eye for a leader and potential. Leaders, um, they come in in different forms. A lot of people look at my leaders now and they say, "Where did you get them?" And I say, "Well, you should have seen them when they came in." And I could say the same for me. Um, I'm reminded of a little boy who was um, who, who who saw a, a patch of dirt around his building, and it was really a lot of mess. And he he cleaned up the mess and he planted plants, and it started to grow. And um, a mean old guy walked past and said to the little boy, "Wow." God really grew some beautiful plants. And the little boy said, yeah, but you should have seen it when God had it all by himself. Mm. And um, now there's a bit of cheek in that, but the, the point is there is people with potential, but they need to be developed. They need to, There needs to be attention. And I think it starts with us encouraging people, um, valuing people, getting them involved in um, either a small group or the dream team, which is our volunteer group, getting them in, in the fellowship and just being around them at, at parties and, and barbecues and beaches and uh, church. and But it's it's the whole thing of having an eye to say, Lord, is is there someone here? Is there someone I should note? Um, and I've always had that 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 sense. Maybe I learned that from a great pastor at an early age. But you've got to have an eye for new people. So when new people come in on a Sunday or a whatever, um, I'm always seeing them. That could be our new worship leader. That could be our new youth pastor. And and most of them are not even believers yet. But I'm seeing them with the eye of faith. Or maybe they won't be in ministry. Could see that person as a great business person, a great teacher. Like seeing potential. Now, I don't say that to them. I'm not trying to control them or or whatever. Although there could be a prophetic word sometimes um, that is released and has impact. But it's just seeing people with the eye of faith. And, and and even people coming in, you know, some people say I'm oh, broken or I've I've had this past, and I say, yeah, well, I believe God can heal you and give you a great future. Um, some of those become some of our greatest leaders because when they start getting healed and getting the Word of God and they start changing, um, they're so thankful. They're just so so thankful, and their their discipleship rises very very fast. So that doesn't mean. A good person won't be a a good leader. Um, I think a lot of leaders are good people. But I'm just saying you've got to see everybody. See everybody with the eye of faith, everybody with the eye of the cross of Jesus Christ. Um, Even if people disappoint you and walk away, you can't let that make you suspicious. I think this is a big area, actually, or make you disappointed working with people. Um, There's been times I've had to stir myself to go back to disciple when i've been disappointed but i can't let someone's decisions affect the way i see people um sure. it's been one of my life decisions and and viv knows this that you know i i will not let what someone else does or or thinks or whatever impact how i treat the next person we've yeah. got to treat the next person with incredible potential sure. and i just think that that, that gets in a whole church there's a yeah. A church full of joy and amazing people and people growing and some people not doing so well and then some people doing well and you know it's, it's life the people mm. are people but yeah. but seeing people with honor and respect and always with the eye of potential in the holy spirit mm. so good
0: so much gold there uh, i just want to dive uh, just to go deeper into some of that you said that you recognize you're always having that eye to see potential and you you don't always tell someone when you see potential, but there are times that you do. So just talk about when do, you, when do you talk to someone? When do you bring that prophetic encouragement
1: and how is that part of raising up leaders? Well, I think that um, the prophetic word is very powerful. And although we might get an inkling at first, sometimes there's a timing thing. Um, for example, the person may not know me or trust me. And so maybe just there's some small talk first or some involvement in a small group first. But I think, you know, God will also give us the wisdom and the timing. Um, sometimes it is up front, but there's got to be the the, de- the declaration that you can receive this or not. Like we're not trying to be, be, be weird um, and, and controlling. But this is what I feel. But when I say that, I'm thinking through the eyes of New Testament prophecy. Which it says in 1 Corinthians fourteen is always about encouragement, encouragement, and exhortation—three positive words. So the New Testament prophecy is never going to rip into someone. It's never going to say negatives. Um, it will be positive. It will be uplifting. It will be hopeful. Um, now, in that prophetic word, there could be conditions, or you know, if you, you you need to follow the Lord, or see this, or do that, or yeah. But it's always going to be positive. Yeah. And I think most people. Can receive that really well. In fact, I've done this with non non believers, not yet believers. Um, even when I was a when I was a fireman and when I was a salesman um, in Australia, and just saying to someone, you know what? I just see this in your life, and I, I just think you're an amazing person. And I remember being in sales, and the guy training me, who I who I consider to be one of the best salesmen in Australia, was um, he's a great guy but he was having trouble with his marriage and i was able to just speak into his life and um he started tearing up and not not weeping but tearing up and saying thank you rod that 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 means a lot and i said i really feel god wants to say these things to you and um you know he did trust me but um the prophetic word comes to uh in in all sorts of circumstances and we need to have um the 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 wisdom how to bring it um yeah. also um you know I, this is a big area but you know if if you're you know you talking to someone in church alone i think it's better to have someone else there uh as a witness so you're not in a little corner i, I worry about corner prophecies where someone says come on come on uh, a little secret no 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 prophecy is open yeah and because it's positive yeah it's not humiliating it's it's a positive mm-hmm. thing so sometimes it is more public in front of a husband mm-hmm. or a wife or yeah Um, children in front of the parents etc so there's just safety in wisdom how we deliver that word sure awesome so
0: good and another thing you mentioned was that you've learned you've treated treat each person with a fresh faith and excitement and you see potential and how have you dealt with disappointment if you've poured your life into someone and then they just they don't they just turn their back on you or whatever how how do you deal with that as a leader
1: and just keep going with faith so the first thing is just getting the scriptures into my heart, how much God loves people, how the, the labor is a few, uh, the people, the, the harvest is ripe. Uh, get, getting that into my heart and, and realizing God will speak to people, he wants to speak to people, no matter what my experience, number one. Yeah. Number two, I I love a scripture where Jesus says, as you go, um, look for people of peace and speak blessing. But if people don't receive you, he says, wipe the dust from your feet and move on. Now that's not rejection of people. It's wiping the hurt from my life. And I often say you've got to wipe the dust from your feet when you get disappointed or or let God, you know, just wipe off Lord. um, I know there's others out there and um, people who are listening only can't hear but I'm sort of wiping my shirt right now, like getting the dust off, Mm. like um, get it off my feet and, for heaven's sakes don't let that dust get in your heart or your mind you know really yeah. lord i need a cleansing and i think for people who are involved in training need to do this regularly they need to go to mm. god and say lord just cleanse my mind cleanse my heart let mm. me have a renewed heart and i say to people if you've had a disappointment maybe maybe next week will be one of the best people you'll ever meet and you need mm. to be ready yeah you need to be ready for them because they're yeah. ready for you and yeah. um So wipe the dust and then say, Lord, where's the next person? Where's the next person? And have that attitude. And I've always done that. And sometimes I just need a bit of time out with God to just wait upon the Lord and he'll renew my strength. It says in Isaiah 40, like the eagle, and sometimes I need a refreshing. Um, But turn up ready to love the next person. And you'll be amazed how many wonderful people will be there waiting for you to encourage or invite them to a group or whatever it is. And let me let me, let me share the, the, a story with you that was probably my most difficult moment um, in discipleship. Uh, Viv and I were living in Thailand. We loved it, and we were planting house churches. We were seeing miracles, uh, real miracles of healing and um, deliverance. Um, but the young man I was training, the young Thai man, young Thai pastor, um, turned out to be a a hypocrite in a very bad area, and I, I don't want to talk about it. But um, I was so like he was caught in a sin. I was so, I was so shocked and and so disappointed. And first of all, you think why didn't I see that? Why didn't I yeah. know that? And mm. there's that part, and then there's the the part where it's just so. We're doing so much for God, and I'm so disappointed that we, 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 we're not able to do some of these things because I needed mm-hmm. him to speak Thai and to help me. And I remember actually the next morning, um, or actually might have been that night, it was just like hours after, I, I walked outside and I, I said something to God that I took back after 10 seconds, but I let it go out of my mouth, and it was, I'm not going to disciple anymore. I actually said it. There was no one there and instantly I knew that that was foolish and I immediately said, Lord, I take those words back. I'm so disappointed but I'm ready to go again and so there was actually a reaction in me yeah. to speaking something so unbiblical sure. and, and, and wrong and mm. I spoke it and I said, Lord, I take it back and I want to be even more involved yeah. in discipleship. So I was still hurting mm. and I was still – Wounded, but the decision to stop—I had to stop mm. and and recant and say, "Lord, I pray for a new anointing." Yeah, and I think we just, sometimes, when we're disappointed, we just got to decide to do it again. Say, "Lord, yeah. I am Same disappointed board. that did happen. Yeah. But could you lead me to the next person? I'm ready." Mm. And we react back to the disappointment yeah. with, "I'm mm. going to do more." And I actually probably yeah. said to the devil right there, I don't, don't speak to the devil very much, but I probably said, <laughs> devil, you're not going to win. You're not yeah, going to win. So good. You're not going to win. Mm. Jesus is going to win. And yeah. um, went back to Thailand and we kept discipling people for a season. Sure. Um, so I, that's a great story. It's a terrible story, but <laughs> it's, <laughs> yeah. it's, a, it's a story that, that it really impacted me that I sure. could say such a thing and then mm-hmm. no. We're yeah. gonna kick back. And I just want to encourage if anyone's made mm. that decision, make a new decision. Yeah. To come back and say, Lord, I'm ready again. Yeah. So good. I, I think that's amazing.
0: And I'm I'm so glad you made that decision, Pastor Rod. Because thousands <laughs> of lives have been impacted because of that decision. And and I and I and I think this is a message you often share is that it it doesn't making a new decision doesn't have to be a long ritual. You can literally just when that understanding comes, you just make a new decision. Um, and I heard I heard a Ooh. statement the other day, it said there's a difference between facts and truth. The fact is that this person, uh, disappointed and whatever, but the truth is that God is still building his church. The truth is that okay. there are still amazing leaders out Ooh. there, the truth is that we that that as we sow we're gonna see lives changed yeah. and, and the harvest is plentiful. So even and I think that's such a great way to Ooh. to live is just to, even if you have disappointment, be real about it, but make a new decision yeah. that there's more people to reach and to train. So
1: When we came to Japan 20 years ago, a lot of people said to us, Japanese are not going to be open to the gospel. And We didn't believe that. We did not believe that because God had called us. But the first three and a half months here was so hard. It was just so hard. And it seemed like, you're talking about, that's the fact. <laughs> the fact is, It actually is hard, but the truth is God had called us to reach open-hearted people. And then we saw our very first young Japanese man give his life to Jesus. And just last Sunday, I saw him at church again with his kids, smiling 20 years later. And you think, imagine if we'd given up. Imagine if those three, three and a half months of no fruit, that we'd accepted the fact that we had no fruit, no, we wanted to accept the truth that God was going to move in Japan. and So good. And I, I said to my young team back then, although it is, it is – we've got to say it is hard. Like, it's not easy. Mm. But the truth is we're called to be fruitful. And yeah. we, kept, we kept that. We held that till we started to mm. be fruitful. And I thought, I'm sure a lot of the Japanese are very happy that we stayed because we reach people who reach people who reach people who reach people. Yeah. <laughs> we, you know, Viv and I didn't reach a lot of people, but we reached a few, and they reached people. And so, this multiplication mm. comes when we don't give up. Yeah,
0: that's <laughs> so good. Mm. Awesome. So, yeah, I would love to just dive into now, back to kind of, once you've found someone and you're looking to, to bring through a preacher, What what is more important, character or gifting? Let's ha- I would love to hear your thoughts
1: on that. Yeah. Um, well, the answer is going to have to be character. Um mm it is going to it's going to have to be character but i have met some people with amazing character that actually don't develop as preachers so it it's it's not character alone there has got to be some giftings developing um and so let me say it again it is character because if someone's an incredible preacher but they've got no character they're going to hurt a lot of people we've seen that in the modern world we've seen that in some some churches and situations um but I, But character is number one, and character includes things such as openness, teachability, love for God, love for people. There's a lot of areas of character. Love is, you know, the love is kind, love is – you've got to have character. and 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 I think another word similar to character is chemistry, but it's attached to Mm. character Mm. because you want to hang around people who've got character, right, that you trust and you love and you joke and you – you do life together and you eat with and there's a chemistry there. Yeah. That's attached to character that's very attractive. And I think that um it's very magnetic to be around someone that's just really open. And so when you're training them and they're saying, Oh, teach me how to do that and you're teaching them and they're learning and they're growing mm-hmm. and they're excited to grow and yeah. they're not proud. They're not, oh, you know, I'm a I'm a great preacher already. No, no, they say, Oh, thank you for helping me and Um, it's sort of symbiotic, isn't it? The the gift starts to lift because of the character and the teachability. So we've had some people start off not great. I can think of one of our preachers who is amazing now, really, really seriously amazing preacher in Japan. But right at the beginning when he started to share thoughts, he, he couldn't put thoughts together. And it was a process, but there was a spark there. You could see a spark. It was just we had to help him with his process of ideas. And I think when you start training people, um, I, I found to give them the preparation and preach that. And, and sort of what we're doing now yeah. Yeah. Is, is better than just saying, go and get a word. Um, and and so we're actually training people with with our preparation um, and and people are finding that easier to uptake in the connection of ideas. Yeah, what what we also called sermon preparation or outline, and it'd be the same as learning how to do an essay at university, which I wasn't good at, um, but or I learn a few things. But mm. you need help. Yeah. You actually got some ideas, but you actually need help. And so it is with preaching and teaching. You need some outlines,
0: mm. and that's
1: why in teaching we had the blue book, which is a hundred studies all mm. prepared in many languages, and we say to our Small group leaders, connect group leaders. We've done the prep. Just just look into it and teach it. So what I'm saying is character, chemistry, and then development helps us to see early on the potential to mm. be a public speaker. And, a, and again, last week, we talked a lot about translators. When yeah. someone translates for you and they're actually carrying something for the people, mm. you can see it very fast. Yeah. This person has something. And um, I remember when um, Tuske started to translate, his English wasn't quite there, but you could see this amazing gift on his life yeah. and how he wanted to serve the Lord. And mm. and he was funny. He was just funny. And so we used his humor. And and then one day he's preaching with the English translator Yeah. and uh, also in Japanese. So there's a whole lot of things here, but character is the foundation. It really is. Mm. Sure.
0: Great. And you'd spoke about one of the characteristics is teachability and having that open heart. And so what yeah. is your process if you got a young preacher and you see an area maybe of their theology that needs to be addressed? Or like you were yeah. saying, just can't put these thoughts together. How do you help them? And how do, you, how do you address that?
1: I think it's really important that we say to people, we're going to train you, but we're going to give you feedback right up front. Like I think I think that the the hardest thing is when you say to someone, just go and do it, God's with you, you'll be fine. Because it's very hard to give feedback afterwards. Yeah. But when you say to them, All of that, you know, God's with you, is going to lead you, but we're going to give you feedback. And you have to be open to that feedback, whether it's in the area of theology or presentation or style or outline, is that okay? Are you okay with that? We get the we get the um agreement up front yeah. before they preach. You know, when we do that, almost every single person I train comes to me or texts me saying, Pastor Rod, can you give me feedback? Mm-hmm. It's, it's almost 100%. Like it's, yeah. it's they want the feedback now. They, they did seek the Lord. They did do their best. And now they're saying, how can I improve? Where was it? And, and often I'm saying, it was pretty good. It's pretty good. But there's this is one area. And so I won't take on 10 areas. I'll take on one area or two areas. Yeah. But I think that promise of feedback upfront is absolutely essential and then we give the feedback with hope, you know. <laughs> we're yeah. going to give a lot of hope. Um also, I think we need to say to them, you know, maybe tape yourself on your phone and look at yourself. Um and we we ask them to self self improve yeah. as well. And I think this time during COVID we're so much online, we're watching ourselves more. Yeah. Not because we want to. <laughs> it's always horrible, um, but we have to. We're actually we're actually yeah. self improving as well. And so yeah. I think there's got to be that self improvement heart mm. as well.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's all good watching yourself. Sometimes, kind of sit there like, oh, what a shame. Poor people have to listen to this as well. Uh, but it really does help you as a preacher to really grow and um, and and just yeah, <laughs> keep growing in that area. So. Awesome so yeah any uh, I think it's been such a great discussion on and just raising up leaders and I just love your heart um, to to raise up new leaders and I just want just as we end, I would love you to encourage senior leaders what what encouragement would you give senior leaders in this area
1: um, moving forward? I'd say to senior leaders right at the beginning I said there's no success without a successor and start with the end in mind. I do think we have to be developing others in preaching and teaching that are anointed that are good um and although they may not be as good as us at the beginning many of them will excel us and we need to be i think um training the next generation um looking to to the time we can multiply whether it's multiply services or campuses or ministries or whatever because just one of us is limited and um We have a pastor in in Pakistan that that you've been training, Adrian, and he was able to go to a number of villages preaching, but he was going to burn out because there was going to be too many villages. So we gave him a camera and and we we taught him how to multiply himself. And and now uh, we're seeing pictures of him with connect groups. And the last picture I saw with 30 kids all speaking the scriptures and (laughs) online. And I just think that... online and and in person, it's our time to multiply. I think the next generation are going to want to be trained and multiplied more. My encouragement is that we actually do that uh, with an incredible heart and and praise God when others finally take over from us. Awesome.
0: So good. And um, yeah, just one final thought. If for some young young person listening who really feels like there's a passion and a call on their life to preach, how would you encourage them? What What's their next step? Um,
1: be involved in some area for a small group, kids church, st- on the streets. You, you've got to practice what's in your heart. And if you're sitting there for years wanting to preach and no one asks you, um, that's not going to work. So I would really encourage you to get involved in a ministry, a dream team, um, even a dream team that's not vocal like like a teaching gift but you're with people i think our church is training a lot of leaders because they're just in a social training group dream teams connect groups small groups whatever it is there is social interaction there's growth and i constantly hear people saying wow that person just really increased in their speaking or their leadership or because they've been involved in church groups be involved um I just don't know any other way than to start teaching and preaching in 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 the local church. Awesome, so
0: good. Well, it's been a great discussion, Pastor Rod, and just yeah, just wanted to give a, a shout out to all of those listening and watching. Really appreciate you guys, and it's been great hearing some feedback. And if you guys do have any feedback, please let us know. If you're watching it on YouTube, just leave a comment. Um, if you're watching the pod or listening to the podcast, just leave a rating. Uh, we'd love to hear from you and leave a comment or review. Uh, it's always so encouraging to hear what God is doing through this podcast. But thanks again, Pastor Rod, and we'd love it if you could just pray for everybody and just pray into this area.
1: Lord, I want to thank you for the people listening that you've given us all gifts. All gifts. Everyone is gifted, and I pray that Lord those who are are trainers will be anointed to see and encourage and lift and and give feedback at the right time and bring prophetic word at the right time. And those who are hungry to learn and grow, Lord, they would seek your face about, Lord, what do I do? How do I serve you in the local church? How do I help people and grow with people? I pray there'd be just growth all over in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Awesome. Thank you. Okay. See ya.